0: Welcome back, my self-improvement friends. It's Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development one tip at a time. I told you I'd come back, and this time with an unbelievable self-improvement sit-down. Just about every other Sunday, I share an interview I have with an individual who is an expert in their craft in changing the world. We're going layers deeper than ever, and I'm loving every minute of it. Of course, if you prefer the shorter two-minute tips I share every weekday, and there's no shame in that, I love them too, then don't you worry because they'll keep on coming. But for now, let's enjoy the beautiful message from our guest. It's self-improvement sit-down number 11 with Josh Perry. I'm going to do something a little different today. The wisdom that Josh is about to share on the podcast is better received once you learn a little extra about who he is and where this all comes from. I'm going to do this as quickly as I can, so bear with me, but basically, Josh fell in love with riding bikes and took up BMX biking as a kid. He began winning youth championships and experienced real success. He even dropped out of high school to train with some of the best pros in the world. Josh continued doing well on the professional circuits and in his rookie year was dealing with some headaches. He'd vomit for no reason and started having vision issues, but nothing was medically diagnosed. He then had a bad fall, and it required an MRI to get his brain checked to learn more about the damage, maybe had a concussion, when the MRI revealed something much, much more. Josh was diagnosed with an eight centimeter long, four centimeter wide, four centimeter deep tumor in the meninges layer of his skull. Had it not been found, the doctor said Josh had one to two months to live, but instead he was rushed into life-saving surgery. Josh went on to recover from that, get back on the bike for a bit, had new tumors come back that he had to treat, and he dedicated himself to a ketogenic lifestyle that has done a great job to control all of that tumor growth. With this experience, Josh is now a coach, helping other people overcome the challenges in their life that they're experiencing using nutrition and health as the mechanism of doing so. Yeah, wow. So that's Josh. Now let's jump into the interview. And we are live. I am very grateful for today's guest and honored to share his message with you. His name is Josh Perry. Josh is a former professional BMX athlete, a multiple brain tumor survivor, and a holistic brain health coach with a special emphasis on the ketogenic lifestyle. Josh, thank you very much for making the time to chat with me today.
1: Of course, man. I appreciate you having me on and uh, just truly grateful to be able to share and uh, have the interest from other people.
0: Of course. Well, I mean, you come from a very special place in that experience and you you do offer something unique to this world that uh, I think is going to resonate with a lot of people today. So thank you for that gift. But uh, so after learning a little bit more about your medical history, everything that you've overcame and everything that you're doing now in your career, I'm completely inspired. And again, it's an honor to have you on today. And I know that All of those kind of little points I just mentioned about your life, um, they deserve to be covered in more detail, and we'll get into that. But first, I just want to ask you kind of from a holistic perspective, after multiple diagnoses and a lifetime of personal growth, what do you think of all of that experience now? How do you really manage that?
1: So my perspective on it now obviously has changed in the last nine to 10 years, but i'm super grateful for it you know and people say like when they hear one bit of my story when we're talking about at least the medical side of things they'll say you know that's got to be the worst thing that ever happened to you and that's just a choice in perspective and you know whether it's for small talk purposes or they just don't know what to say because i mean when you first hear about it you're like oh man like all right um you know it is what it is but i chose not to believe into that story and um, you know, that's why I'm able to do the things I'm able to do today, despite living with four brain tumors, you know, and to do all the things I've done in between the original diagnosis to today is that perspective on being grateful to be alive and to have a chance to make my tomorrow better. So when people say that's gonna be the worst thing that happened to you, I I disagree because it's the best thing that has ever happened to me besides being born, you know, and it's, put me on this path of not only you know creating so much love and abundance in my life but being able to serve and support people around the world just by being myself naturally doing things i want to do um seeing that take place in someone's life to the point where they reach out to say thank you for whatever it was like that that's a beautiful thing and to diminish that by saying that was the worst thing i ever went through when i was diagnosed with a brain tumor it's like no like That's a choice, but like I choose to look at it this way and let it serve me, Um, because I'm a big believer that you know things don't happen to us; they happen for us. And that's um, Mm -hmm. I I learned that from Jim Carrey in a speech he gave like five years ago that blew up and went viral. But um, I just was like, man, like that's that's what I feel. Like he just said what I feel. Like that's perfect. So um, at the end of the day, I'm just grateful to experience anything because I mean it's a miracle
0: we're living human beings on this rock flying through space Oh so. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah if you put it that way that's yeah that's the craziest thing that's happened to all of us is that you no know, existence exists in the first place but no i, I love that so i mean you kind of called it a choice in a perspective and i think it's not a stretch to even expand that into calling it a mentality you know this this way that you approach the situations that you're handed and the way that you've done it is extremely admirable um, but I mean, not only that, but I mean, you've been defeating odds kind of your entire life. You know, you, you were told that, you know, after your diagnosis and surgery, uh, you wouldn't be able to bike again. And then there you were five weeks later, you know, back on the bike and kind of, I don't know, living by your own standards. And that's something that I think we all have within us once we can tap into it. Um, but, but what I want to first pick into about that entire transformation is your tattoo and the role that fear plays in this entire process. Because like you said, people would say, man, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And that comes from a place of fear. But you have been mm-hmm. able to flip that on its head. And that has been the choice that you've made. So can you maybe elaborate a little bit on your tattoo, what it is and what it means to you?
1: Yeah, for sure. So it's fear is just a thought. Thoughts can be changed. Quite simple, but very complex. And it, it stemmed from the original diagnosis in 2010 and where I had to... I mean, it really started when I was a child and we can talk about that after, but thanks to getting into BMX and like fear just being an obstacle or a tool that you can leverage. It's just information. At the end of the day, fear is nothing more than an like, it's just information coming in. So, um, you know, to, to be in a position where it's like, I don't have a choice to be afraid. Like I have to preserve my life and I need to do something to preserve it. So like, it, what is fear? It's just a thought. And you know, now moving forward where I talk about, you know, nutrition was one of the first things that caught my interest of like auditing my choices in life and, you know, optimizing how I wanted to show up in life, how I wanted to think, look and feel and just be. Um, And then a couple of years after the brain surgery, blowing out my knee and then not getting surgery on that for two years later and destroying even more, that got me into fitness. And then um, I became conscious of consciousness and mindset and mindfulness and all these things. And so at the end of the day, Everything stems from our mind, And, you know, being in a position where I was told my life was about to be taken away from me, whether I liked it or not, I had to fight for it. And fear just didn't matter. Like, it was just... It was whatever, you know, it was just a thought. And so now that I've become really more aware of like consciousness and thoughts and emotions and the chemical triggers and this, this, this and that, like uh, looking at Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, it's like, man, like we can have these perceived fears or stressors in our life that produce the same chemicals as a physical experience and the brain doesn't know the difference and will still create that same emotional state. And if you want life to look like whatever you want, that's not what's happening right now. You need to change your thoughts. And the easiest way to put this into like a practical sense is like in BMX. You learn a trick, all right. You go to do the trick for the first time, and all these fears come in. Like, what if I, you know, backflip, for example? What if I don't flip all the way and land on my head? Um, what if I don't have enough speed? Or I saw this person try it before, and or I tried it before, you know, like those are all just thoughts and that's going to dictate how you feel therefore it's going to really influence how you act and if you can flip it and you can say you know like i don't like that's just a thought like or what do i want what do i want to accomplish let's focus on that that's going to create a new emotional state of being internally and it's going to lead to different actions that's going to be more aligned with what you want so at the end of the day fear is just a thought and thoughts can be changed it's my biggest belief um, and it goes back to that choice and perspective choice and mindset that's all it is
0: all right, Josh, I love that you mentioned BMX and kind of that's the next point that I want to take out of this is that this mindset about fear applies beyond just fear and kind of into life and the different things that you can manifest in life. And something that I know is, is, is really influential in your recovery and your life is kind of the way that you can choose language and that the words that you say really affects your reality. So something that I've heard you say before is that You refer to your diagnoses as the tumor, not my tumor, because you don't want to take ownership of that existing uh, within you, at least as a core foundational part of you. So can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on the power of language and how we can control that? Yeah. it goes back to our thoughts. Like
1: it that's what I think one of the biggest things, even like if we're talking about the ketogenic diet and lifestyle, like one of the biggest macros of that to me is consciousness. It's like you have to be aware of what you're doing and versus what you're not doing compared to what you want. Like if you have an outcome that you're going for, you need to be aware of all the things that make up your being and your reality. And it's it's just like this this level
0: of thinking that I think is really interesting. So I mean I imagine that you're a big advocate for the law of attraction, manifestation, everything and I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that the words that you choose really do kind of become spoken into reality. So I guess are there certain are there certain vocabulary words or buzz terms or you know kind of things that you do that you try to avoid and certain things that you say to yourself that you try and encourage? in that manifestation, like, do you have a very rigid protocol with that?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I wouldn't say rigid. Um, you know, I'm always trying to work on my practice, you know, but I have like a morning routine manifesto type thing, I call it. And, you know, going, it, it just, it's a combination with our thoughts being so powerful because the brain doesn't know the difference between thought and like a physical experience. You know, it just creates the same chemical reactions because of it. And so when you can start your day with, you know, powerful affirmations it's going to make you feel more confident, And it takes time, but, like, that's where, like, meditation is slow things down and just to really become aware. Like, I forget what the exact definition of, like, meditation is, but, like, to become familiar with oneself, you know, like, slowing things down and just Mm. seeing what comes in what goes. Like, it's not about being silent being perfect, but, um, you know, to our thoughts, it's, like, really, like, the the power of, like, law of attraction, like, the secret type stuff, like, all that, like, I believe in, but I believe it it stems with, like, really, like, I mean... um, Think and grow rich, like the, the big secret of that is really just thinking, like being conscious and being conscious of what you think. Um, I think that's the biggest thing for me that's really helped improve my life and really um, get it on track to where I truly wanted it to go, was because I was living in this sense of fear of judgment and failure and success and all these different mindset blocks, but really being conscious of what I was thinking, that was creating my reality. And that's what I love. Like one of my favorite quotes from Dr. Joe is your personality creates your personal reality. So the things that you choose to give energy to in terms of thoughts, the actions you take thereafter and the emotions you feel, if you continue doing something a certain way for so long, that becomes your personality, which creates your reality you live in. And if you don't like that, you have to change it. But it really comes down to changing your thoughts, to change the emotional response, to get a new action and therefore create a new reality. And that's like one of my three core beliefs of life is our reality is a manifestation of our choices, and it's not just choices and like the things we do or don't do, but it's the things that we think, you know, consume, whether it's food or content or, um, you know, sleep, exercise, like our thoughts. So at the end of the day, back to your original, uh, you know, topic of thoughts, like being so powerful. It's language being powerful. It's like if I were to say "my" and fill in the blank with anything negative, that subconsciously implies it's a part of me that's wanted and i had someone ask me like hey like you know you live a four brain tumors you ever named them and i was like no one's ever asked me that that's pretty interesting but no because <laughs> if i named them i'm giving them you know a sense of power or a sense of you know wholeness and to me it's not and so when people say like oh yeah my anxiety and it's like what do you want anxiety well no well then why are you saying it's yours it's not it's just something that's coming up and if you can flip it Language is so powerful. And I I don't know how else to explain it other than that, but that's just uh, my perspective. No, I mean,
0: you you explained it great. No, that's, yeah. And that's kind of what I'm realizing too, is that we have so much power just in our spoken word. And if we leverage that for the better, so it's happening either way. And we can either choose to let it support us or we can choose to let it sink us. And I think that's so powerful. And yeah, you need to gain awareness of that. So I I love that you mentioned one of your three pillars of life. You know, our reality is a manifestation of our choices. Your other two, our perspective is essential and health is internal. Can you you kind of jump into those other two as well now that we're on the topic and kind of explain what role that's played in your life and what that means kind of on a daily basis and, you know, kind of with the whole picture of, of you? For
1: sure. So starting with perspective being essential, uh, just every day we have a choice to how we see ourselves and how we see the world. Like No one can ever take that away from us. It's literally a choice in how we see things. And my perspective when I was diagnosed, for example, was one of fear. I literally thought when I got the news that I was going to die. I was sitting by myself. I was just turned 21, was going in to get what I thought was a a follow-up from an MRI and going to tell me, yeah, you can't ride for two or three weeks. And then it turned into an accidental uh, brain tumor diagnosis when they looked at the MRI and they found this massive tumor. Um, So my perspective was fear. But then, like I said, I didn't have a choice to give into fear much longer because I wanted to live and I didn't have any choice besides surgery. So I was like, well, let's just focus on what happens when I wake up, not what happens if I don't, what happens if I do. That perspective is what I believe got me through it. Um, And then moving, I love that. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) And then moving forward, there's been times where, um, you know, one example was uh, it was a contest practice, and I had done, you know, this line on the course a couple of times. And this this last one came up a little short. My back tire tagged the top of a six foot landing. And so I'm about eight feet off the ground because I'm standing on my bikes, like eight or nine feet. And I'm coming in really fast from about 15 feet off the ground. And I tag and I go over the handlebar straight to my face. And I hit so hard, the the people watching on the side, the medics and the other athletes said I was snoring instantly. And then when they got over to me and rolled oh me gosh. over, my heart had stopped for about 30, 45 seconds. So I literally had died on the flat bottom. And I remember waking up in the ambulance, throwing up and in just so much pain and confusion. And I the first words came out of my mouth were, I'm done riding. It's not worth it. And I'm just, I can't do this anymore. But then when I was cleared to ride two or two and a half weeks later, I was back riding because my perspective had changed. And that's what I find is so important is so many times. And like, I just went through this yesterday, like in a very stressful, overwhelmed, you know, feeling of emotions. And my perspective was that and I was focusing on that. So then therefore, my mind started reaching to all these other things that were creating more stress. And I was just creating more of this emotion that were you know, long story short, become addicted to. And if we change it, the body feels unfamiliar and it, it searches for those things to create that familiar experience, even though we don't want it. And so having perspective and having consciousness of our perspective and that we can always shift it and it's not, it's not always going to be easy. And that's a whole nother conversation of why it's, you know, hard with the body mind connection, but it's simple. Right. It's just having these these uh, tools in place, whether it's, you know, go for a workout, go for a jog, go ride a bike, go meditate, go do something to get your mind off of that and change your perspective, I think, is everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great point about perspective. Um, yeah, that it's it, like it can change so quickly. And just having self-awareness that perspective is dynamic is perspective in itself, you know, so that, I mean, that's a really important piece to it. And I'm glad you touched on that and then okay moving on to the second one health is internal so clearly relates to your medical history and kind of your your health throughout your life but you know what does that pillar uh, represent yeah so
1: you know when we specifically like moving forward talking about the ketogenic diet and lifestyle is a passion of mine you know in the later years um majority of people that i find and connect with find keto to you know remove weight and there's another um language tactic there. It's not, it's not lose, because that implies you want it back, um, but remove the weight. And then specifically, even more, it's not weight, it's body fat, you don't want to lose bone density or muscle mass. Um, But I don't have a weight loss journey that got me into keto you know, I had something going wrong internally with my brain. Um, And then learning more about the concussions that contribute to declined mitochondrial function, which destroy even more things long term. Um, And why keto is really um, such a beneficial tool for myself and other people with similar experiences. But um, it it first started after the first brain tumor diagnosed 2010, when I watched a documentary that simply put the correlation and direct causation of our health reality based on the choices we make with lifestyle whether it's the food or the beverages we consume or uh, don't or the sleep or lack thereof or the exercise and mindfulness all these things all these things that are stress um, especially so that's when I was like man like the doctors told me for a year and a half of complaining about these headaches these migraines vision loss throwing up like classic brain tumor symptoms that I didn't know about then now I do they kept telling me oh you're you're healthy you're you're in shape you know, blood work checks out. Like you don't need a scan. You just have headaches. It's quite normal. Here are some pain pills. Come back if you need more. That was the go around every time until I hit my head, and then I needed an MRI. And that's when I learned, like, damn, right. health. Like we, society thinks of you know, eat less, move more, because you know all these things, and then like health is just like what you look like. And it's like you can be skinny for so many reasons that we don't have enough time to get into, but still be mm-hmm. so unhealthy on the inside. And so. At the end of the day, it's not just the numbers on the scale or what's on the outside, it's really looking inside because inflammation you don't really see on that level, um, unless someone's like kind of like bloated and things like that, which is a whole other thing. But you can't see that unless you're looking at different biomarkers and glycation, which is blood sugar damage to the body. Like you can't see these things outside. So at the end of the day, yeah, health is internal. And like we're talking about human health and performance, like looking at the brain like medical imaging saved my life and now i'm using medical imaging like spec scans and mris with my good friend dr ryan lowry um, and aiming clinics to look at the brain's like function and blood flow and activity and like not just the anatomy of it but looking at its functions you can't see that without Mm -hmm. scans without technology so at the end of the day yeah health is internal like that's my biggest belief i think um i i I don't know they're all like those three (laughs) i don't know how to to rate them but yeah
0: oh of course (laughs) Of course. No, and I mean the I think they they all kind of connect now that you've explained them because you know perspective is essential. That's all about choosing the way that you see things, kind of the first topic we talked about. Then health is internal. I mean you talk about mental health too. That's also controlling what you what you have going on, you know, the processes inside you whether that be physiological or psychological. And then our reality is a manifestation of those choices, which ties those two points together. So no, I think it's all very Uh, cohesive and I don't think you need to explain it any further than that that's awesome Um, but so kind of what you also alluded to is that these three different pillars kind of were born out of that life shift that you experienced you know you had you had one experience believe something and then that changed and then now you believe something else that's kind of the shift that you experienced and I mean talk about like you said with the, the ketogenic diet you know you had tumors that were coming back or you had new tumors that were um, being created because of your lifestyle. And then there was a a life shift that needed to happen. So I think you are an excellent testament to really taking control of the different factors that are presenting in your life and then being able to take action on improving those so that you can create the life that you want. But just kind of because I mean, this totally comes from a place of experience. What would you Tell someone that is on the edge of making that major life shift that they know is for the best, but they just can't quite commit to it yet. What's kind of a good piece of advice that you like leaning on? So
1: something, whether it's a stranger or a client or a friend or myself, like it, the, the first thing is, is having an understanding, like like clarity around your purpose. Like people say like, oh, Josh, like I just want to lose 15 pounds. And I'm like, all right, why? Well, because I just like I want to lose 15 pounds. Why? well, I want to look better. Why? And then like, you keep going down that hole and it's like, well, you know, I got made fun of for being a little overweight when I was a kid and my confidence has always been down. I really want to, you know, show up better at work and have more like whatever it is. I've had a friend say, I just want to be able to get stronger and lose the body fat so that way I can throw my nine-year-old into the pool. Like I can't lift her up right now. And it's like having that why is everything. And so, That's what fuels me today is, you know, even when times get beyond stressful or overwhelming, whatever, um, it comes down to my why, which is to serve and support people to become as healthy, happy, and successful as they possibly can. And so anyone that's just like, man, like I want to do this, but like I can't. I'm like, well, you know, one, what do you want to do and why do you want to do that? Like beyond just yourself, but like what – what is the outcome that you're looking for? What is the legacy you want to create or what is the deeper rooted why to what you want to do? And then, okay, now you like, I can't do it for whatever reason. All right. Well, let's, have you really thought about that? Let's really dive into like why that is. And for me, three common reasons why people aren't doing the things that they want to do is because of fear of failure, fear, fear of success and fear of judgment. And, I've experienced all three of them, and I still go through those old habits of thinking, and it's it's really it's really weird to think about. But at the end of the day, like if you're not doing something you want to do, it's probably because of fear in one of those manners, and it's usually because there's lack of perspective around your purpose.
0: That's that actually ties in really well with one of the most recent guests that I've I've had on the podcast, Nir Eyal. He talks about in his book Indistractable that. Uh, one of our core human behaviors is not that we seek joy it's that we avoid discomfort and that's kind of the same thing is like fear of judgment fear of success and fear of failure like that is so true um and i, th- I think that's a great way to come full circle in your life to realize that your motivation your why is louder than those fears and and and, judgment, and that's exactly why you can actually begin to overcome it. So I, I love that piece of advice as the mechanism to get over that life hurdle and to make that life shift is you have to have your reason that speaks louder than your excuses. That's, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, thanks. I mean,
0: that just ties right
1: back into fears as a thought. Like it literally is just a thought like you're not like you wanting to start your own business or go out and share your story or film a video. There's, unless you're doing it in a weird manner, like physically, there's not going to be any harmful physical effects of it. It's literally just you thinking about these fears and creating the scenario that's creating emotional state that you're in that's leading you to not acting the way you want. And just, it's simple. It's not easy, but simply put, just change your thoughts. Be aware of what you want and, you know, see what comes in, write them down, cross them out, do whatever you got to do, change them and you'll, you'll be really surprised how differently you feel and it doesn't happen overnight but if you keep working on it like if
0: you want it bad enough you'll do it right no you are giving us the blueprint to a rock solid mindset i love it this is no, this has been super great but it's okay so now this kind of goes into the second phase of your life which is now you're a health coach and you're providing this for other people you're taking the experience and you're sharing it with us today which is amazing but you're also sharing it with clients and you're helping them and, and kind of the larger point there is that some of these things you just can't do by yourself, right? I mean, you you need other people. You need to rely on support, experience, other resources to really overcome some of these hurdles and challenges. And I know that something that helped you through your diagnoses was Lance Armstrong and everything that he overcame, not only because he also was on a bike and was you know overcoming these issues, but just the way that he was able to bounce back and accomplish what he did. So kind of... What, what is your mentality on kind of creating an ecosystem of people and energy that's going to support you? And how vital is that to your success or to your next step? I think it's everything.
1: And for me, uh, I didn't really understand what I was doing at the time, but I call it virtual mentors. And I just was finding podcasts, YouTube videos, um, books, you know, social media accounts, what, whatever I could find that would create for me a feeling of support like knowing other people did something that i want to do or similar or just maybe a successful person to whether it's an athlete a speaker a business person whatever and reverse engineering their path and seeing like oh damn like all right like you know that perspective like not everything's just given to you Mm -hmm. and they've been through some stuff and so i still have the email that i wrote lance um 2010 and one day I'll uh, be able to share it with him, <laughs> but um, God, I'm I, sure, I sure that's powerful. Power <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but uh, that's, that's one of my life goals is to uh, share that with him and connect with him. But the virtual mentor thing is something I really believe in. And, you know, some of the people that are a part of my virtual mentorship, I've been able to meet in person now, like Kerwin Ray and have his support and connect with him a few times, but others, I just watch from afar and I just absorb it. And so when it comes to, you know, what I do today, like it's, it's to create that sense of mentorship and support for the people. And it, it's not even just like the people I'm directly working with as a client of mine, which I think is, you know, it's why I do coaching. Like it's, you, you need that. Like if you want to do something, because not everyone has the experience I have that gives them the perspective of like, this is a matter of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's one of my biggest struggles when I communicate with people is like, well, oh, I'm fine. You know, I'm young or I'm old. It doesn't matter. Like I'm just uh, whatever. Like I'll just start tomorrow. And it's like, for me, I didn't have that choice. That choice was taken from me. The only choice I had was a perspective of how I wanted to move forward with my life because I wanted to live not everyone has that. And so at the end of the day, I try to do as much as I can to share my perspective and share the education and the knowledge of how these things manifest. So that way people can feel supported and feel, you know, they can feel like they're in a sense of clarity rather than confusion, which is what the internet does today um, with these complex topics. But I think having a sense of support is everything. And like I said, for me, it helped shift my mindset, and maintain a mindset, knowing like Lance, like, Yeah, like when you're told that you have to have brain surgery and then you do what I did and research what that really means and looks like, you don't know how to relate to anyone unless they've had that happen. And Lance stood out, I forget how it came I was already aware of him, but like I just didn't I didn't think about him at the time. But like something came in front of me with his name and I was like, Oh yeah. And like He went through brain, lung, and testicular cancer and was a bike rider and came back and doesn't matter what people's opinions of how he did it, like to get to that level after what he went through, knowing I just went through that, that there's so like, there's so much motivation and inspiration that comes from that. And then the perspective of like me wanting to live and move forward in the manner I did, that motivation continued. And a lot of people lose motivation because I believe it's just energy in the moment. And unless you have a purpose that you're clear about beyond just one area of success, that momentum, that energy, that that motivation fizzles out. And then it starts to cycle all over again. But for someone like myself, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a choice. like I had to live. I had to do what I, I had to to live. And so... Um, creating that sense of support and not judging people but just being there to hold them accountable based on what they say they want and to guide them along the way like at the end of the day like i'm a combination of like a tour guide and a cheerleader like you know like i'm not i'm not gonna i can't do the work for you i can show you the path and i can help you know critique you along the way if you happen to get off the path and i can you know try to motivate you but at the end of the day your motive is a motive like your motivation is a motive it's like what are you doing this for and let's say focus on that. Let's not let's lose the goal of whatever it is. Like let's focus on the action as the goal. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I I think supports everything. And for me, I have a ton of virtual mentors, um, and I try to probably more than I probably need to do in terms of like my stress. But like I try to give so much of myself to create that sense for people, so that way they one know they're not alone, know it's possible too because mm-hmm. in the end of the day I'm just a broke kid from Massachusetts with a dream to do something very unconventional and 17 years old and I've made you know other you know career paths out of it and if I can do these things and I can change the way I used to eat live think and sleep all these things then anyone that really wants to change their life they can
0: right and well you are well on your way to doing that so kudos to you and I'm extremely impressed i mean everything that you've been through overcome in the way that you see it now, what you can offer this world really is unique to you and is something worth celebrating. So thank you for that. Uh, I do want to just kind of circle back around because I thought that last segment was so interesting. Just that that point on motivation coming out of purpose, I think that's something that uh, I need to look into like three more times just to fully understand that. So that that's something you self-improvement daily listeners that I'm going to cover in the future. So stay tuned for that. But then kind of also what you're talking about with community, you know, the way, the kind of the way you're describing it is that community is the catalyst that allows you to take the mindset that is then going to be most beneficial for you. That's kind of what I heard. And I think that's such a great and articulate way of putting it because that's all other people do is they accelerate the path perhaps that you were on and then maybe reach out a hand and kind of show you the way um, if you didn't see the path on your own. So I think, I think that's where coaching and community and support is so important And along that line of thought, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about the coaching work that you do specifically, and uh, maybe a success story, so that people can understand what working with you would look like. For sure. Um, And just really quick, you know, like, uh,
1: so I'll I'll explain a couple clients I've worked with and how, but I think, you know, having... Having that sense of support, it allows people to feed off one another and to, you know, bring them up when they feel like they're falling down. And for me, that's something that was everything. And it can go the opposite way. Like if you, can, if you surround yourself with people that are, you know, um, negative thinking and like tell you your goals are not going to happen and things like that, that's going to make you feel like you're going to believe what they say. And mm-hmm. so being surrounded by people that are positive and, you know, uplifting, like to me, success is you helping people along the way. It's like, I don't want to, and like, a lot of the hip hop artists I listen to, it's because of that mindset. They're like, they rap about it too. Like they're like, what what is success if I'm alone? Like there's no, there's no, like, that to me is not success. That's loneliness. But like, I want people to grow and to win as well. And I try to surround myself with people that are winning and my, eyes my definition but are also helping people win because in the, the day like you don't want to be chilling by yourself like that's boring like you want people to like I mean, I selfishly want people to win because it makes me feel good because it makes me believe in my beliefs as well even more mm-hmm. um, so I think that's that's something that I think is really important is like to me success is like helping people along the way to win as well beautiful whatever that looks like to them um, sure and in terms of how I work with clients you know like Um, Like I said before, I'm working on a like a video membership course with group coaching so I can help more people. I read a book called The Go-Giver a little while ago and I realized working with one-on-one clients is amazing. And I was supporting myself after I decided to leave all my sponsors and opportunities and contests and demos and just like 180 shift into what I'm doing today. I had had to still feed myself, but that book. Um, there's like five laws of stratospheric success they call it and they go through it simply with different stories and people that resemble the story and it's the law I have them written on my whiteboard right here <laughs> like my girlfriend wrote them out for me like the number number two law is the law of compensation and it says your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them and I was like damn I'm like I'm serving a couple people a month you know maybe 10 mm-hmm. but there's you know Millions of people in this country alone. Like, right? W- like, I want to help more people, and that's why I got over my fear of speaking, and I started speaking, and then putting out different kinds of content that wasn't just me riding my bike, but me sharing deep stories and messages. Um, so that's one way. But the other way is too. Like I said, like the private coaching. You know, like a client of mine, we we connect every week um, officially, and then they chat with me on the side if they want. Um, I'm I'm here, and I limit my time. For a certain amount of people so i can give them my all um but yeah so some of the success stories you know and to be clear we don't just talk about nutrition like we start out with the mindset i have an exercise to develop you know a purpose a mission statement clarity around it and all these things that i think are really like the backbone of the work we do like we talked about earlier and then we slowly move through the transitions of making nutritional and mindset and physical changes so that way they can create um, the best version of themselves to manifest what they're looking for, you know? And so the majority of people, they either want to, you know, remove uh, some body fat or they want to improve, you know, their function of the brain. They, they realize their health as wealth, and they want to, they want to be a high performer and to be a high performer, you, you gotta be auditing what you're putting in your body. So, uh, yeah, we just go through, you know, the, the the changes. And there's I have my framework, but not everyone fits into this program the same way. And that's what I hate about online influencers that sell these plans to lose 20 pounds in 10 days. And it's like, I'm just going to fit you in here. And it's like, all right, not everyone responds that way. Not everyone's going through the same thing in life that's gonna allow them to do this before that. And so, um, yeah, we really just work together to create what they're going for. And at the end of the day, I provide a roadmap. I provide accountability. I provide a judge-free support system. And that's just my belief of the best way to do it. And so I've had a um, good friend of mine. Uh, most of my clients turn into good friends down the road. But um, <laughs> he's uh, he's 23. His name's Miles. I talk about him all the time, Miles Sullivan. Um, good friend of mine now. He's actually from 35 Minutes. I'm originally from Massachusetts. But him and his mom reached out to me last spring, actually. And um, he was going through... Um, drug-resistant seizures up to seven a day they were looking at a third brain surgery to remove more brain matter because the surgeon thought that was the cause of the seizures he they've been following me for a little bit learning more about keto and you know hearing my story of like being able to control the the, the second two of four brain tumors um that stemmed from a third brain tumor diagnosed in 2017 with keto you know no meds no surgery no treatment just lifestyle and they want guidance. And I let him know, like, hey, I'm not a doctor, but I can guide you through this. I can support you. I can put you in touch with different resources. And, you know, long story short, now he just surpassed uh, almost six months now. He's still going, um, seizure-free, no brain surgery. He's off of eight out of 12 or so medications he was on. Um, and he just does his thing now. And it's just part of his lifestyle. And he's thriving. And actually, he just got a scan last night and told me that uh, they think it's gone now. The tumor that was there, they think it's gone Incredible. Now. Um, and that's, that's, so that's, that's just like, that's like a, that's a health internal, uh, definition example mm-hmm. right there. Um, but then, you know, I got another client of mine, good friend, Joe, right down the road, actually one of my local clients, he, uh, was able to get off, I mean, drop dropped 75 pounds, got off his, uh, type two diabetes meds, metformin, and just, just like being able to do that. And then another client's like, oh, my, my blood sugar is under 120. I haven't seen it like that in years. And I've tried everything. And like, you just told me to avoid some things, simply put, to avoid some things, to add some things and to like create less stress in my life. Now my blood sugar is under 120. This is incredible. And it's just, yeah, it just, there's no better feeling than helping someone create something that they're aspiring to do in their life and then to say, thank you for it. Um, that's, that's exactly why I have no regrets of leaving competition and, the BMX career to do what I'm doing today and to be speaking on stages and literally around the world, sharing my story and my beliefs. It's like, I never would have expected to be in the position I am today. And that's just another reason why I'm grateful. And that perspective stays with me. And it's, it's not about me. And I, one of my talks is labeled from self to purpose. And a friend shared that story with me. And it's just like, I was so on self to become a professional athlete. And then I was rudely awakened many times, um, besides just the brain tumors to be more on purpose to help people. And so it's where we well, are today.
0: I can, I can hear the purpose in your voice and it's uh no, I mean, it's inspiring. It's, I mean, you're, you're great at what you do and you've kind of really found your niche. So that's, that's something that's super exciting. And that's something that all of us have within us, um, which, which is amazing. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that you've overcome your fear of speaking because now you can, you know, share what you've learned kind of, To the masses instead of in those individual cases the way that i like thinking of it a mentor of mine told me that there are two ways to impact the first is you can either be the drops of water over the waterfall so you have that really close touch to individual people kind of impacting them on a smaller level or you can be the banks of the river guiding the water forward which is the more general guidance for many many people that are along their path and it sounds like you're intentional about being involved in both which is extremely commendable so I definitely appreciate I love that analogy. That's perfect. (laughs) Take it. Yeah, take it. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Okay, so we've covered a lot. Unfortunately, we can't get into too much more, but I do want to encourage people to check out your new podcast called The Gray Matters Podcast. It's with your girlfriend, Jackie. Uh, I've listened to a couple of them, and it is up and coming, and you're going to be making waves with it shortly. I have no doubt about that. Um, so I encourage everyone to check that out. But if you want to just kind of circle back around and maybe uh, tell us again, kind of one major takeaway, kind of the big point that you want people to leave with today about everything that we've covered, what's, what's kind of that core, um, that core message. So the biggest thing I've
1: learned, um, and this goes back into like, I've been, I've been trying to distill all the things I do, whether it's, you know, it's speaking, keto, coaching, writing, whatever it is, and it all distills down into the biggest macro of them all it's like I want to show people the potential that they all like every one of us has for our lives and to impact the world based on a belief you can you can create the reality in which you believe one way or another the universe doesn't know the difference it doesn't care it is provides so the biggest learning lesson I've had from this whole experience and I'm going to continue learning more as I go is it really just comes down to the things that we think, things that we do, and the things that we feel. And ultimately, it's just what we believe we're capable of doing, we're going to manifest one way or the other. So my, my biggest um, mission right now is to show people the potential that we all possess once we step into our power and own it. And that's what I continue to learn and continue to share. And fierce
0: is a thought. Thoughts can be changed. <laughs> Josh Perry, you are changing the world and you are just beginning. I really appreciate your contribution and I can't wait to see where it goes. But no, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And uh, may this only be the beginning of the things that we do together and the the changes that we make in the world together. Awesome, man. Yeah,
1: I I, I don't know how to express the gratitude I have to uh, be able to share. Uh, It means the world to me and um,
0: I appreciate you and your time. What did I tell you? Now that was powerful. Josh's experience in the way that he's chosen to use, learn from, and inevitably share about the things that happened in his life is extremely admirable. I particularly enjoyed his commentary on treating fear as a perspective, which is embodied in his tattoo. Fear is just a thought and thoughts can be changed. It's motivating to see how we as humans have the power within us to control our thoughts in the face of death despite the most significant adversity and create the reality that we want to live in. When we got off the air and were talking, Josh brought up a really important point that I think should be heard. He said that not everyone needs a life-threatening wake-up call to discover purpose or get bumped on track. We each just need to be observant of our own lessons and leverage that for good if we want to relate to and impact others. I truly enjoyed this conversation and I hope you did too. If you could manage, I'd really appreciate if you wrote an honest review because in the spirit of Self-Improvement Daily, I'm trying to make this a better resource for all of us every single day. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so that you can be first to hear our next interview or two-minute personal development tip. I really do appreciate you and am humbled that you choose to spend your time listening to me and this. It means more than you know. But we're far from done. I'll see you next time on Self-Improvement Daily.